0: Assalamu alaikum, everybody. I'm your Arabic teacher, Sam, and I'm the founder of the Arabic in 60 Steps program. Firstly, I want to thank the Arabic in 60 Steps students, the people who part with some of their hard earned money for the program, so they can sponsor series like this that we do here absolutely for free on YouTube and obviously the go out to the podcast as well. So, what episode is this? This is episode seven in the Ala'uddin series. So, if you haven't been following along, please go back to episode one and just catch up um yeah so obviously we've done seven this is our seventh one and every third one we do one live as well so um you can check out the third one the sixth one and then in two weeks time we're gonna do another live one on uh, episode nine so um what should we do so firstly let's um remind you guys about the competition because we're giving away all three of these um, apologies for being underdressed by the way i normally wear my jumper but i'm sweating i'm so hot in here with these lights and um being a um, bit more of a thicker man I just get hot a lot so um, don't show my wife this video because she always complains how underdressed I am how scruffy I look on camera but um, so don't don't share this video with her. But, um, but anyway, what we're going to do, we're going to give away one of these jumpers. Not this one. You get a new one. We can send you a black one or a white one, and we, or we can do a t-shirt as well in black or in white. You'll get one of these mugs as well. And we'll also get one of these um, galaxy Quran lamps as well. They're absolutely beautiful. And uh, we're going to send all three of those to you if you are the lucky person who wins the competition. So what is the eligibility criteria? What do you need to do? Well, on every single one of these videos in the series. You need to like it. You need to subscribe to the channel, of course. You need to comment something underneath the video. I love it if it's something useful. If you share some advice with some of the other students or if you say something that you learned or something like that. I love that kind of stuff. And uh, share every single one of the videos as well. So um, whether you just share it with someone in your contact list on WhatsApp, or you just share it on your Facebook wall, or you um, put it in your Instagram story and at me, at uh, Arabic in 60 steps, then I absolutely love all of that stuff. You have to do all four of those things on every single video to be entered for an opportunity um, to win any of these. So um, that's the competition, episode seven, we might as well just jump straight into the text, inshallah. So for those of you guys who didn't catch up on a previous lesson, obviously, I highly recommend that you do that so you can kind of build up to here. But even if you didn't, I'm just going to read down to where you were. So we got to this. We got to fi fununihi wa fi fununihi, And he excelled in his funun. He excelled in the arts. What arts are we talking about? The arts of asihr of magic. Um, the arts can be—I mean—that doesn't sound—it it does literally mean art, as in like, um, it does mean like painting and stuff like that. But it can also mean kind of—we we say that as well, don't we? We mean we say things like the the creative arts. You know, we might mean writing and things like that. And it's, it's the same in Arabic with the word funun, uh, the singular of which is fen, um, with one noon with a shedder on it. So we're actually starting here. I'm going to highlight it for you: waqanun. وكانوا. So we're talking about this rājul who comes from al-qarṭ al-Ifriqi. Um, he comes from uh, the the continent of Africa, al-qarṭ al So كانوا يلقبونه So كانوا يلقبونه. You might have heard the term lāqab. A lāqab is a term for any of you who have studied any Arabic literature. For a name for somebody, but it's like an official title for somebody. You you might say that somebody's name is something, but their laqab is something else. They have a, they have a laqab that kind of describes who they are usually or, or what they do usually. So, kan They used to يلاقبونه. The verb is from the form two verb laqaba. Hence, where there's a shed there on the cough. So, um, good. They used to name him with a sahir al-ifriqi, they used to name him with a sahir al-ifriqi, yeah, with the, the African sorcerer, or the African magician, or something like that, good. wasala ila Mundu So, وَقَدْ wasala, And certainly he wasala, he arrived, um, الى, he arrived to, scene he arrived to China, Mundu means since, right? But when we kind of talk about this sort of thing in the past, we say Mundu يوميني. We mean we mean two days ago. يوم يوم واحد is is one day. يومين or yawmani if it's in the four means two days, and the plural of it is أيام as we saw at the beginning of this paragraph, where we saw في يومين من and in a day from the days. Good. So he arrived in China two days ago. He arrived in China two days prior to this. That, that's not just one word. We have like a ف, which sort of means so. Lemma. Lemma means when, but there's a few different words for when in Arabic. This one is when we're kind of setting the scene for something. Lemma كُنْتُ طفلا. Like when I was a child, for example. Or um, لَمَّا, لما إِلَى الْأُرْدُنِ When I traveled to Jordan or whatever. We use lemma when we're kind of setting the scene. When something happened. Lamma ra'a, when he saw ala'uddin. So when he saw ala'uddin, right? If they said ala'uddin, if we use the dhamma on the end of علاء, it would mean that ala'uddin is the subject doing the ra'a, right? It would mean ala'ud-din saw rather than he saw ala'ud-din. subhanAllah is how significant even just one little short vowel is. Um, it can change this word to either being the one who's doing the seeing or the one who's been seen. So we're talking about the rajul, right? Who yulaqiboonahu bis the one who they call a al-ifriqi, he saw ala'uddin. Waqafa yatafarrasu. We saw these two words. Waqafa means to kind of stop. Yatafarrasu means to kind of, um, to observe or to ponder. But, no, to observe or to analyze something maybe. Fi asariri So the author knows that asariri is a bit of a funny word. Um, it means like... um. Well, let's, let's look at how the author um, gives us a synonym for it. jabinihi. So your خطوط, well, a خط, one خط is a line, um, but in this case خطوط, the, the lines of جبين, or جبين is your forehead, right? So he's looking at like the, the wrinkles, really, on his forehead, right? It's it's a bit like how when you read someone's palm, you like look at the look at the wrinkles in their palm to to do yatafarasu to to analyze something about them. So that's what he's doing when he sees aladdin. He is um, he is yatafarrasu. He's analyzing khututi jabini, but it's, it's on his forehead, not, not his hand. Um, I don't know if that's like a I don't know if that's like a Chinese tradition or whatever to do it on their forehead. But we we know people having their palms read, don't we? Um, good. Um, ويتأمل, في وَيَتَأَمَّلُ We've talked about يَتَأَمَّلُ previously. I mean, we've seen it in this very paragraph. And um, it just means to ponder over something. That's, that's a fine translation for it here. يَتَأَمَّلُ في... فِي مَاذَا In his سورة. Not his سورة. His سورة. A سورة is a picture. سورة with a scene means like a سورة of the Qur'an. right? That's the difference. It usually confuses the students because um, it even has the same plural as سورة, Right? Surah as in a surah of the Qur'an is written with a scene And surah is written with a sad meaning a picture And the plural of surah is suwar as in suwar of the Qur'an And the plural of surah meaning a picture of something or an image of something Is suwar right, but just with a sad So, um, yeah, but but he's not, um, yeah, obviously this um, this sahir is not fi Sura suratihi in his surah He's not doing that, he's... Uh, He's pondering over his sword, over his image, over what, what he looks like. Yeah, he's, he's, um, he's, an, he's analyzing him. Thumma ahad al The case endings are really important in this. Like they're they're really helpful. Thumma and then سأل, He asked ahad al So ahad al because it's ahad al rather than ahadul-auladi. If it was ahadu. It would be the boy. It would be one of the boys who asked, right? But because it's ahada, it's it's the man who is asking the boy, right? Ahad al awladi Ahad means one, and al awlad is the plural of walad meaning a boy. An-ismihi. So he asked one of the boys about his name. About his name. Falamma akhbarahu anna asmuhu ala Good so fa'lama so when akhbarahu the verb akhbara means to inform someone or to give someone news about something um, it's often used in hadith literature like you usually in the isnad of a hadith you'll hear people say things like um, it'll usually be an right on the authority of we heard something about the messenger of allah sallallahu الله wa sallam an fulan an fulan an fulan upon the authority of this individual upon the authority of this individual and sometimes you hear akhbarana they informed us. Akhbarana uh, Fulan. We, we were informed by Fulan. That's a good word to know for, um, for, for starting to read hadith in Arabic. So أخبره, he informed him and that his name is alauddin That his name is alauddin fariha din Fariha. means to rejoice or to be happy about something or to have joy in something. You know, when I was in Palestine, I met this man who told me about these two pairs of verbs. That when you say them, they have the opposite meaning, and they also make the opposite movement in your mouth. So the first of the two examples is the verb Feteha. You think about in your mouth where you pronounce F at the front, right? Te is a little bit further back, and ha is right at the back. Feteha. It means to open, right? And the opposite of that meaning to close something. خطم. Right? It's the opposite meaning, and there's the opposite movement in your mouth. And the same we have with the verb sa'ida. Sa'ida. Kind of, right? And fa'riha. So fa'riha. No, it's not sa'ida, actually. ف... سعيدة is almost a synonym, actually. It means to be happy. I got confused with another pair that you told me, but I forgot on the opposite, right? It was fa'riha, right? And hazuna. Hazina or hazuna? I feel like it's hazuna. Hazuna. Means to be sad about something, and Hat means to be happy about something. So, anyway, let's carry on. So fariha, so he was happy, right? He was happy. This this um this Sahir was happy when he heard about the name. Wastabshir. Wastabshir Come, definitely comes from the term Bashir. Um, um if you if 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 someone is we might even know someone with the name Bashir. It means kind of a bringer of good news, and the, the, the girl's name is Bushra. I like the name bushra so was um, wastabshir, It means to be glad about something, right? To have glad tidings about something. Fariha Sorry, not wastabshir. Am I thinking of an ayah in the Quran? Allah says was because because that's the fir amr. That, that's the imperative. Um, if Allah is saying, you know, stabshir, be 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 happy about something, have glad tidings about something. This is just using it in the fir al This is just saying was uh, And uh, I'll highlight where I am. I keep forgetting to do that. وستبشر. and he was glad can't seem to just highlight one word come on man anyway we're down here even if I can't highlight the whole word but we're down there وأيقنا وأيقنا. well the term means to be certain about something but means to kind of become sure of something or to realize something I like that verb yachte. What and no, and he realized that he يخطئ, that he had not made a mistake. he had not made a mistake. Nice. Okay, so he realized that he had not made a mistake in ihtidai ila In this case, the is the seeking out of something or the being guided towards something. It literally comes from the same root as the term huda, meaning guidance, right? Or hidayah i um, another girl's another girl's name Huda not name Huda so um yeah he had not been he had not made a mistake in his sort of guidance towards his tilba rather than i believe like tulba tulba is the, is a plural for students um طالب, can you can be your tulba if you're talking about your students so sometimes sometimes there's a couple of cases where the is fa'il can have a pat, can have a plural in that pattern i think the term sahib sometimes it's plural can be suhba. so just like talib can be tulba but it's not tulba it's tulba here with a kasra under the ta um so in this case it's his his request um or his literally the verbal talib means to means to seek something and um, i'm not sure what a noun from that is though his his sought after thing that's not a word, but um, but that that's what it means. Yeah, so he had, he had not made a mistake in uh, in being guided towards his his uh, his pursuit. Let's call it maybe. There's other words for pursuit, but let's call it that for now. And then obviously the author puts in brackets a couple of synonyms for us. His haja. Your haja is um, yeah. haja means a need for something. It's really a really useful expression actually to say that you need something. something. Remember to always use with it. I know in English we can say I need something, but in Arabic you kind of need to something. to something and something. Or his qasd Your qasd is literally your aim, um, or what you mean. Um it can mean either. Um yeah, you can say laysa Like it's not that's not my that's not my intention, that's not what I mean. Or um, I found myself quite often in in Palestine, when I'd have like debates usually with feminists in the class, I'd say things like um lem oksidalik. Lem I didn't mean that. Lem Aksidalik. Um yeah, but the verb um yeah, qasid, it means your aim. So good, so hajetihi, his need, wa qasdihi," and his aim, uh, as two synonyms for tilba. Um yeah, the thing that he's seeking. Wa Wa A sari is a pursuit. Really, what anna has to be sa'iyah because this is the ism of in of, ism of anna, which is a sister of inna. Um, those of you on the Arabic and 60 Steps program, um, that's in like step 17, I think we talk about that. So, um, indeed, his pursuit, the who means the his, his pursuit. Indeed, his pursuit, qad <laughs> kulila, or um, uh, towejah bin najahi. So, kulila and tuwija, they mean the same thing, really. Let me ask you guys, do you know what the word turge means? Turge. Because it obviously comes from the same root as this verb, tuwija, form two verb. And by the way, if they look kind of funny, um, for those of you on the 60 Steps programme as well, remind yourself of form two verbs, um, which we cover in like step 20-something. And remind yourself of passive verbs as well from like step seven or eight or whatever it is, right? Because this is a passive form two, right? So if you have another form verb like, um, um, you know, th- these don't really mean much out of context, but we'll just use them to demonstrate because they're just really common form two verbs. If we have a verb like, right, to teach something. If we had, that would be, that, that's the passive of the past, right? It would, it would make the verb to teach to be passive. It was taught, right? Which, which does really mean something. Although I haven't seen that actually used in practice. So what's going on here? Kulila and it has been crowned. It's, that's kind of what it means. Um, that that seems that seems pretty funky in English. But um, so his say, his pursuit has been crowned, been najah with success. It's kind of not not climax. That's that's the wrong word. It's 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 kind of reached a pinnacle of success. Maybe maybe that's a way of translating it right. Like when he found out who this boy was. Um, you know, he was happy and he was glad. Farihawastabshar. Um and he realized that he had not made a mistake in um, in his guidance towards his towards his goal, towards his khased, and that his pursuit had had um that the word finally isn't in there. It doesn't say Akhiran in there, but but it kind of has them yeah, it kind of has an implied meaning of like it's finally reached its it's its crown, it's peaked with success. Bin najah. And uh, that's everything. I think, it's, I think it's wise for us to maybe pause there and just do like half a paragraph in each one of these lessons, um, because I think that's plenty for us to do. And then the next lesson, we will be doing الساحر الإفريقي. Good. And that looks like a nice little paragraph, because it's smaller. We might be able to finish that in one lesson. It's only five lines, I think. We might be able to do all of that in the next lesson. So, um, so, so that is uh, everything for episode seven in the Alauddin Uddin series. Um, another huge announcement. I um, probably shouldn't have made this at the beginning, but I was too excited to get into the the, the meat of it. Um, so this month, the whole month of September. I've only taken, I think, five students on the Arabic in 60 Steps program because I've been really busy moving the whole program from one website to another just to have a better student experience. So now we can have regular progress tracking. And we instead of having like 60 lessons that you have to get through, we've got four modules of so 15 lessons. We have an assessment at the end and feedback at the end and stuff like that. So, um, so just the student experience is a lot better. I wasn't able to do that previously. So we've spent the whole month really just tearing everything down and rebuilding it in another place. and uh, But now we're ready. Um, we're going to be ready from the 1st of October, which is this Thursday, I believe, inshallah, if I've got that right. So I will be opening for another cohort of a limited number of students. And then that's how we're going to run the programme from then on. We're just going to do a limited number of students every single calendar month. And then on the 1st of every month, i'll do like a welcome webinar right so everyone who joins throughout the whole of october 1st of november i'll do a welcome webinar for all of you i'll do it live so you can ask any questions that you want and i'll just kind of introduce you to the program make sure you have everything that you need and stuff like that so that's how we're going to run it indefinitely now but every month we will have like a, a limited number and we will close it as soon as we get to that number because i need to keep a lid on it because i actually give my time to the students right i actually respond to students messages every day um i just I just need to be careful right I just I I can't turn the tap on and just leave it on and let loads of students come in so um yeah so when the first of October comes in if you really want to be part of it please don't dilly dally don't wait until the end of the month because all the places might run out so uh that's everything if you do want to be part of the program inshallah just go to the link below it will be arabic 60 steps.com uh below in the description or if you're listening on the podcast don't want to forget about you guys it'll be in the show notes as well but it's not difficult to just type in arabic 60 steps.com uh you will find it if there are any difficulties put arabic 60 steps.com forward slash bismillah sometimes you need to do that depending on what, i don't know what browser or whatever just to be extra safe but hopefully you won't need it so uh, that's everything. Come back next Monday at 6 p.m. for episode 8. And then we'll be going through this paragraph. And our, uh, Oh, sorry, it's not عَرَض. It's غرد. غرد. There's a There's a in there. Um, yeah, we get into some nice vocabulary. Oh, there's a lovely little expression there. But you'll need to come back next week for it. See you guys next Monday, 6 p.m. UK time. Assalamu salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu.